0: (laughs) hey welcome to review review extra (laughs) extra 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 (laughs) uh i am of course troy to the max extreme i am jt3k we are here giving you our spooky extra opinions today on the movie hereditary yes the number two
1: in our poll to find out What scary movie you want us to review on Halloween? Guess what?
0: This one didn't make the cut, but it's close enough. We're going to do it close to Halloween. That's right. Uh, I'm glad everyone showed up today on on this glorious Monday morning.
1: Glad to see all of you sitting front row for our show, naked.
0: (laughs) That's right. Especially you, Greg. Yes.
1: Bowing naked in front of us without your heads.
0: Um... (laughs) So I'm just gonna jump right into it if you don't mind, JT. By all means. Hereditary came to us in theaters June 8th, 2018. Oh, there you
1: go. This year it's gonna make number one on your list, Troy.
0: <laughs> this coveted summer release. Number one. Uh well. Time will we'll tell. see. We'll time see. we tell, won't it? Uh with a budget of ten million dollars. All right. Coming out of A24 pictures.
1: Always make good stuff. Uh, domestically,
0: you are really. <laughs> I'm just trying to phishing, coax. I'm you? coaxing
1: you. <laughs> I'm gonna try and get it out of you in one
0: way or another. <laughs> domestically made forty four million dollars worldwide. Seventy nine point three million Ooh, on its theatrical didn't run. make it back. It did make it back. It it only cost ten million.
1: Oh, I thought. Why was I thinking a hundred? I don't know. I'm being dumb. You are. You're just too busy Man, I drank like four of these beers already. (laughs) I am way too worried about fishing that I don't give a shit about facts.
0: (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes has it at an 89%. And IMDb has it at a 7.3 out of 10. And iTunes has it at 3.7 out of 5. Jesus. Really weird specific decimal for iTunes. Yeah.
1: Since I said the synapses <laughs> <Okay>. for <laughs> okay. for uh, Halloween, Troy, what happened in Hereditary?
0: All right, here we go. <laughs> I'll give you. Since you gave me the easy one, I'll give you the hard one. So Hereditary is a movie uh, that <laughs> starts <halfway> there. <laughs> that starts with the death of a grandmother. Or, yeah. mother, depending yeah. on what your relationship she has, lies. She has
1: grandchildren. I would, I would um, consider a grandmother.
0: And uh, from there, you learn that the grandmother had a bit of mental issues, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may, with the namesake, title namesake of this movie, yeah. be possibly hereditarily transferred down her bloodline yeah. to maybe uh, her family. Yeah. And so, from there, some odd things start occurring. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bit of spooky things start occurring. Woo! And when it, this movie approaches its denouement... Yeah. Uh, it goes batshit insane. <laughs> 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 and then it ends in a way that I never would have ever expected it to end, ever.
1: <laughs> okay. I did love that. The one thing you did give me when I asked you what you thought, you just messaged me that it took me on a ride, Joel. <laughs> you never use my name in messages,
0: <laughs> but you used
1: my name to say that it took me on a ride. Where I was like, this hit him in some way. <laughs> this really, this did something. I don't know what it did to him, but it did something to him that he used my name it in a message.
0: Used your name. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad I came across that way. <laughs> so, um, let me start out with a few things uh positive, spoiler-free. Okay. So, what I appreciated for this suspenseful type th- it's a thriller of a movie. Yeah. That it takes itself seriously. Yeah. And it doesn't like fall into the tropes of a regular horror movie mm-hmm. where there's like jump scares aplenty. Mm-hmm. It never does that. Yeah, it does play a slow burn. Yeah,
1: and a lot of a lot of the horror stuff is played off in the background almost.
0: Yes, um, and psychologically. Yeah, because for I don't want to jump in like to full spoilers yet. But there, because of the 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 namesake of the movie, um, there is a huge like kind of like exposition by um, I almost said Lori Strode, and that's not right. Um, <laughs> the main character of the movie, I can't remember her name. Yeah, what's her uh, actress's name? Oh, IMDb it. Um, Tony Collette. Yeah, so she kind of has like a little bit of an exposition dump uh, around the end of like kind of Act One. Yeah, so. she goes
1: to, like, a, a grief counseling thing for her mother, and she's, uh, she kind of, like, dumps, like, what her family's been through, and it's super fucked.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, like, a <laughs> like ton her... of nothing but bad luck Yeah.
1: And all like, that. I didn't, I'm surprised she even has a husband. Like, if I was with her and, like, she dumped all that on me, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. You have fucking issues. <laughs> yeah.
0: And her family's kind of been dealt the shit end of the stick, pretty much. Yeah, So... With that, um, you find out that there's a bit of mental instability in her family and she also has a problem with sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. But then a little farther into the movie, you are maybe kind of seeing maybe that hereditarily, like maybe some weird DID schizophrenia maybe passed down to her as well. Yeah. Because uh, there's some odd things happening around where you're like, oh, I Mm -hmm. can't tell if this is real or this is something that's all in her head. Yeah. And the psychological aspect of this movie I thought was pretty well handled in like a horror thrill, not like in a real life sense, but like a nice horror kind of suspense. Yeah. Kind of uh, situation they had mm-hmm. going, and I, re- the inner turmoil of like them not maybe even sensing that it could be um, something that's in their head that they really see it. Yeah, is kind of like terrifying to me. Or
1: I, I thought it was more terrifying the fact that it felt like it was actions that they were taking that felt out of their control. Yeah, like there sure. were things where like she would describe things that she did where it's like. I was I was in the middle of doing this thing and then I woke up and realized what I was doing and I'm I was distraught. Yes. I'm like I would be distraught too if you did that.
0: <laughs> um I w- I will say though that the because it is a slow burn, I wasn't into this movie right away up until a t- I'm going to say a jumping off point. <laughs> <laughs> so at,
1: you're saying you're into it
0: <laughs> at points. Yes. But I feel I'm like there, there were lulls in this. Okay. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't fully into it. Cause like, it doesn't really, there's not even like a lot of dialogue. It's just kind of moody. Yeah. And atmospheric until that real exposition dump at one point. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm kind of seeing this family go through a little bit of grief and I'm like, I, I kind of need something mm-hmm. here in order for me to really invest in what's going on. Yeah. I've had enough of atmosphere. Yeah. Now tell me what I need to know what's going yeah. on. Uh,
1: a part of me wants kind of, depending on what you think of this in the long run, a part of me kind of wants you to watch it a second time because this is my second time seeing this. I saw it in the theaters. Uh-huh. And a lot of the things that they present without a lot of exposition that it kind of Bring on to you, like, I definitely was looking out for more things the second time around because they do sure. introduce something where it's like, yeah, this is what it is.
0: Okay. By
1: the end, we're so, like, if you watch it a second time, to- Jesus, if you watch he it for a second time, Dursting, like nuts I'm over there, s- going into durst, I'm like a durst <laughs> seizure over here, but, um, If you watch it for a second time, like, you're actually looking out for those things, and it does make you appreciate a little bit more, and there's even, like, themes that they introduce in the beginning where it's like, if I would have known that's what they were telling me from the long run, I would have given it more credit.
0: Okay. As far back as, like, the first act? Like,
1: yeah, the very beginning, almost. Like, they they give you small things here and there where it's like, okay, I can see.
0: Okay. Well... We'll see. <laughs> um, not that... Uh, I'm not going to get my final grade yet. I'm still going to make you fish a little bit. But this movie you is disturbing enough yeah. that I, I don't necessarily go, me see me going back to just really want to rewatch it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I don't really want to feel bad a lot. <laughs> so, I uh, try to not you know, <clears throat> bathe myself in this kind of I understand. emotion. I understand. Um, because the movie is dour. Like, oh, a yeah. lot of bad things happen to this I family. don't think
1: anyone ever really cracks a smile in this whole fucking movie. No.
0: <laughs> Not at
1: Everyone all. Everyone is pretty fucking depressed the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It's just, oh,
1: everyone's so fucking sad. (laughs) Uh,
0: The original cut of this movie was over three hours. Holy shit. This movie comes in at almost right exactly two hours. Yeah,
1: it's a little over two hours. So
0: I couldn't even imagine what they have cut. I would assume it's more like... Building like character moments, like, maybe just like talking. I
1: mean, there, there could be things that I would like to see if they were to add to the story, just based on what I think it is. Yeah, but yeah, if this was three hours, it it would be too It'd too be too long, too yeah.
0: long. It'd be a chore. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to go over see things that before we get into spoilers here. Um. I will say that the second the second viewing
1: for myself, I ended up liking it more than the first time. So if you if you can find a way to watch it a second time, I would urge you to do so because I think okay. there were there would be things you would pick up that might help you appreciate the story a little bit more.
0: Okay. Um, I don't really have anything else until we get into spoilers. Yeah. Um, but I I, I just would reemphasize that. Like I came into it with an open mind. That's all I (laughs) asked. Uh, and I did feel like it was not up to speed. Like I, it was just slow for me slow going a little I, bit I hear you. I hear you. and I was like okay like I need something to happen pretty soon here because I'm also watching Macy at the same time because I just watched <laughs> it with her in the room which uh Chelsea walked in on the end oh. of this and she's like <laughs> why did you watch this with her in the room <laughs> I'm like ah she will we'll be fine she naked old people this. gotta she, love it she will remember this Um. so anyway from here on out let's do spoilers would you recommend people to see it I mean, it's. I would not. I would not
1: suggest it to the general audience, but uh, I would say there are things that you could appreciate as maybe a horror fan or maybe someone that is a fan of just very out there forms of storytelling.
0: Sure, I wouldn't even say it's like. Well, I would. (laughs) Don't give yourself away, Troy. I wouldn't say it's like. Out there storytelling I think it's Creative storytelling Okay But it does take so a You think g-
1: it's creative
0: Some points <laughs> The psychological aspect I really liked Um But it is a slow burn Yeah So if you're If you're into something like that And you're into feeling like Depressed <laughs> If you like <laughs> Hating yourself Then I think Hereditary think? is the movie for you <laughs> So anyway, spoilers from here on out. Yeah. Um so right at the very beginning, it kind of pans in on this miniature that Tony Collette like makes all throughout the movie. Yeah. And it's a cool opening shot where it pans in on this miniature of like their house mm-hmm. into the room, and then all of a sudden like the dad walks into the room and wakes up his son. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And, like, all throughout the movie, she's also doing these miniatures. I'm assuming for just a client of something. Yeah, they
1: they insinuate that she's, like, getting ready for some kind of art expo. Because these are the most understanding bosses ever. Uh, Because every fucking time they... It, like interact with her in any way, they're just like take your time. Yeah, <laughs> whenever whenever you're ready, we'll 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 yeah. we'll accept them. Just just right. take your time. I it's like I know she's going through a tough time, but I don't know of any kind of like art dealers or anything where it's like oh yeah, we'll wait on the money that we unlike uh, <laughs> right. probably the hundreds of thousands of dollars we gave you right. to get these ready we'll wait don't worry yeah we have nothing else lined up we're just we'll just wait <laughs> whenever you're ready we'll wait for it right no you're going to be a dick am like give,
0: give us a fucking yeah art that we want yeah. damn it i i i really thought that was going to come into play more and it really doesn't like it's just kind of a thing that she does and also like I, I think it only really comes into play at one point in time where, like, she recreates a scene to, like, maybe get over some grief or that's the way she deals with trauma. But, like, well, otherwise, like, th- as much as they spend or, or they show, like, these miniatures to even, like, have it open on one, I thought it would t- make, like... A bigger deal in the movie, and it doesn't.
1: I think it does. It is a big deal, but it's in the sense like, uh, like she is a, like the way they open, they make it seem like her her miniatures are kind of like something that she has control over. Yeah. And I think that's what they kind of insinuate throughout the movie is that the reason she's so into them and so obsessed with them is because she feels like she has no control over her own life, so then she recreates the scene in her own image so that way she feels like she has a part in it in some way. And I think that's why they open on the miniature in the beginnings because they show that kind of like how she has control over every figure in her miniatures – there's something controlling this family from the very beginning. Okay. Like that's why they zoom it's... in and they show like the the house and the family as one of her miniatures is because it's kind of like there's a, there's a larger force that is controlling this family kind of like she's the larger force controlling her own miniatures.
0: Okay. I think it's kind of like a loose connection. Like I don't disagree, I don't I'm not <laughs> saying you're wrong, but uh just even through the rest of the movie. Just, I, I'm, I was paying atten- probably more attention to what was going on with those than I really even needed to. Yeah, probably. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> nothing even happened with the miniatures, really.
1: But No, but they even do things in the miniatures where it almost kind of gives you a little bit of backstory that where it's like they show some fucked up things his family did. Like, they almost yeah. insinuate that the grandmother breastfed the daughter. Yeah, that was weird.
0: <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, so going back to the grandmother. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to just jump to the end here, but uh, not a lot is known about her. She dies right off in the beginning, and you, you're at oh her my funeral. God. Yeah, and then. <laughs>
1: Oh, I almost I thought you said the daughter, but no, go on. No, the, <laughs> the daughter the, is... The grandmother. Yeah.
0: Uh, she dies, like, right at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, everyone's at her funeral or whatever, and...
1: And people that she doesn't even know are, are at her funeral, too. Yeah. And they're doing weird fucking shit.
0: Yeah, and I didn't... I guess I wasn't really paying... No, I was paying close enough attention to there, but I was, I I guess I didn't catch all that. And maybe that would have been something I would have catch on a rewatch. But
1: but I like that because it's so subtle, too, where it's like, you're like, if you were, like, someone that was related to her and you're at the funeral and you're like, oh, there's all these extra people here. Like, anything that they do in that does not strike you weird in the slightest. But, like, on the second viewing and you know what's going to happen at the end, you're just like... Yeah, all these people are here and it's feeling very weird. Like you're catching on to like there's some dude that comes over and like like puts like shit on her lips. And there's like another scene where like the like the the granddaughter's there and just like some guy's just like staring at her super creepily where it's Mm -hmm. like, oh okay, yeah, that that makes a lot more sense now that I know what's gonna
0: happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh and by the time it gets to that like near the end, where it kind of ties everything all together, I have completely forgotten about that. Yeah. Because it does happen like way, way in the beginning. The yeah. Very beginning. Yeah. Really. But
1: I like that because it's subtle enough where yeah. it's like you're seeing it through their eyes. So, like, you see it through their eyes. They don't think anything of these crazy people showing up to her funeral because, like, even the mom didn't really want anything to do with her. Yeah. It was just that, oh, okay, there's all these people here. That's kind of weird. But I literally. Wanted to stay
0: as far away from her as possible. because She drove drove me fucking crazy. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and then the granddaughter that's there, she um, has like a weird appearance, and you can't really tell if there's maybe something mentally wrong with her either. Yeah. Um, I, I think there is, but uh, she has like the. This is gonna kind of sign It's gonna sound kind of mean. Okay. But she's got like a weird look. That fits well for, like, a horror movie. Yeah. She's definitely different looking. Yeah. I'll say. And it makes it for, like, a weird, like, uncomfortable situations. Because she also does, like, very odd things in this movie, too. Yeah. Where she, like, scissors off a bird's head. Yeah. Um, well, I have a theory for that, too, but we can get into that later. Okay. And, uh... But it's also set up too, like v- from like right in the beginning that she has a nut allergy. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Make sure to say that's that.
1: a that's a thing that uh, that's one of the things I have a problem with in
0: this. It's like the blatant foreshadowing,
1: not the blatant foreshadowing, but the way they nonchalantly treat it, where it's like, if you know you have a daughter with a food allergy, why the fuck are you being so nonchalant about it? Yeah, they literally don't give a fuck. Even like, there's even a scene at the beginning where it's like, Dave your EpiPen?" No it's like, why would you leave home with that? Like, that's a thing, especially when they show what happens to her, what 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 the nut allergy
0: does. Well, yeah, I suppose, but I guess uh, I could see them like, well, we just got to go to a funeral. Like, we're not going to be gone that long. Oh, why did she fucking sneak a chocolate bar in her fucking coat? Yeah. I guess maybe Something they should be know? prepared all the time, but like, yeah. I can see them not really thinking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, they, I don't know... <laughs> It's still, I'm trying to, like, find reasons, like, to justify some of the shit they do in this, especially the thing that ultimately leads up to, like, the denouement of the whole nut allergy thing, Uh where I'm like, there is so many things where you should be just a terrible person to let this happen, and let this happen to this extent where it's like, you're leading to what, what, like essentially happens to her in the long run where you're like, this is on you. This isn't even her fault. This isn't anything else's fault. You're just terrible people that don't look out for this person you're supposed to care about. You could literally give a fuck about her. That no, you're not I th- I th- that you're not doing taking these measures that you, and you know that these measures are to this extent that you're like you have to make sure that this is a thing that
0: you have. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I'm maybe coming from it from a different perspective, knowing that I've definitely gone out of the house without a diaper bag. And then somebody takes a shit in the back seat, and I'm like, oh no, I don't have any clean diapers. That's a, (laughs) like, an afterthought when I was trying to rush out. So I could see, like, oh, I didn't expect my daughter to bring this fucking foreign object into her mouth where she could maybe possibly close up and die. Yeah. <laughs> so like, well,
1: the fact that, that he's at a party where someone is visibly chopping the fuck out of nuts.
0: Well, yeah. So like, that was the <laughs> thing too. Like, I don't think the mother, when she sent her daughter off to go with the son to like, go to a party that he kind of lied about. Like it's yeah. a, a school party and, Technically, there's people from school at this party, but it's like just like a. a oh yeah, it's a it's a party. yeah it's a
1: it's a fuck all
0: party. Yeah. So it's like, even though it was a pretty blatant lie that the, he wasn't really go like yeah. going to a a nice wholesome party, yeah. she forces the daughter to go yeah and like there she's kind of like left to her, her own devices because the the dude brother just wants, to wants to get laid get, yeah get high and get laid or whatever yeah and then. She fucking like ingests this piece of cake which has got nuts in it or something like that, yeah. and starts fucking closing up, yeah, and getting hard to breathe. So she finds him, and then uh, well,
1: I also kind of think that's almost kind of the, up to the interpretation too, whether or not it was like a thing because of the nuts or if it was because of something else. From from my perspective, I think
0: okay. I'll bring it
1: up later, but
0: okay, um. Now I'm trying to read you. I'm fishing you, man. That's right. <laughs> the uh, fish,
1: the fisher has become the fish.
0: <laughs> uh, so, so she starts getting um, going to like anaphylactic shock. Yep. Um, and he like quick picks her up, takes her in her car, and like <laughs> this is where I was like, okay, something interesting is happening, and
1: I. <laughs> But before we get into it, I'm going to tell you right now, this is, I think I brought this up when I saw, when I saw the movie, but when this happened, I audibly laughed in the theater and Molly said after, and Molly said when we got back to the car, she was like, I was legit scared of you when you started laughing at that. But I was like, how could you not laugh at that? It was so, like, ridiculously
0: out of nowhere. It was. I laughed too. <laughs> because it is it's just like it's so even especially once you learn like stuff coming in like later down the line yeah it's like such a weird convoluted thing to happen yeah <laughs> and all these events need to take place which seems like it's just happenstance yeah and like it gets even funnier i think after you find out all these things and it's like what the fuck is even going on here? Because this is bonkers. Because she's trying to get some air to breathe. Yeah. Sticks her head out the window. There's a deer in the road. Yeah, and the he swerves. a sun swerves. swerves and it smashes her head off on a telephone yeah. pole. And <laughs> it's shocking. Because you never expect it to really happen to this girl.
1: Yeah, because even in the trailers for this, they... They kind of, like, front and center her as, like, a main part of the movie. She's on
0: the cover of the DVD yeah. or the whatever. Yeah. So, it's like, holy shit. <laughs> they just... Off to, like, the main character of the movie, you yeah. assume. Yeah. And then uh, the son is there just, like, shocked. And I actually really like his reaction to this. Oh, Yeah. Like, he can't even look back in the rearview mirror no, at
1: it. He can't like, even wake up his parents or anything. He just goes to bed and, like, lets her discover it for herself the next day. Yeah. Which, Tony Collette is hauntingly good in this. Yeah. Like, she disturbed me how good she was in this. Yeah. Like, everything she does, I'm just like, if, like, I put myself in the shoes of, like, someone that was, like, she was a family member where I would be like, I don't even know what I would do if I had someone like her in the in my family. Like, she's just so batshit at some points where I'm like, I, I'm uncomfortable thinking about what I would do with her.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because she just comes off as just, she's so frantic in everything she does. And, yeah. like, you feel for the husband where he's like, I love you, but Jesus Christ, what the fuck am I going to do with you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, especially because she's already, like, kind of frantic and manic, and she just lost her mother and her daughter in the same week.
1: Yeah, yeah, and everything she's doing, it just feels like, it feels like she's trying to make up for those losses, and you're just like, I know this is a tough time, but Jesus Christ, I can't live with you in this house if you're going to be like this... 24 fucking 7.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Even to the point where he comes into her, like, studio and she's recreated that, like, the scene where she loses her head. And you're just like, what the fuck? With the miniatures. And And I'm like, Jesus. (laughs) Like, that's fucking fucked up, dude. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And she's just so unsympathetic of her son who lived it, too. Where she's just, like, you can sense a part of her, like, feels he's to blame. Where it's just the tension in this family is just like all three of you just need to be in different rooms. You just all three of you need to be separate from each other. This is like none of you can coexist at this point because <laughs> there's feelings in all three of you right now. Where it's like one of you is just bound to like kill the other
0: because you're so <laughs>
1: fucking you're so fucking tense at each other.
0: Yeah. Um. I I actually really appreciated the. Father character in this too. He doesn't have a lot to do, but he is yeah. that like stable point. Yeah, because he's like the only other one that you know can't have like this hereditary. Yeah, he's like the he's like the constant. Yeah,
1: he's not connected to what what this thing is at all. So he's just trying to make sense of it all, and and he's doing it in a way where it's like I know these people need help, but I just don't know what to do. And he doesn't want to he doesn't want to take it beyond the help that they need. He's just trying to find that happy medium. But the more he tries to decide what to do, the worse it gets. And you can see that it's just like, I'm about ready to just fucking just leave. <laughs> like I can't I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Like he looks so fucking his face just looks so weathered
0: yeah, by defeated. everything that's happening. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like he's just wandering through life at some point.
0: But he's still there
1: to support. Yeah. Um, like he doesn't want like There's a reason that he loves them. It's his fucking family. He doesn't want to fucking abandon them, but he also doesn't want to, like, condemn them to a sanitarium if he doesn't have to. Yeah. So he's trying to find that happy me. Like, how do I get them the help without condemning them to just not being in my life altogether?
0: So after the beheading happens, (laughs) um, I... Thought it the the movie does slow down a little bit because that's like that's like the, the one big I'm gonna call it like an action piece where I was like my blood got pumping and I'm like holy shit like yeah. something's really picking up yeah but then it does kind of slow down again and like really dwell on like the family moments and them arguing with each other and like watching just yeah. like this kind of resentment grow in this little family unit yeah and. It does that for a while mm-hmm. because, like, it doesn't really pick up again until, like, it just starts fucking going off the rails. Yeah, and so once this um, this happens, Tony Collette meets up with like a like a, a person from the the support group. Yeah um who's... played by
1: Ann Dowd who's fucking awesome I love Ann Dowd
0: okay I so I much remember seeing her in she's anything.
1: she's uh if you watch watched the leftovers mm. she plays a big part in the leftovers yeah. so fucking good in the leftovers and like she she does what she's supposed to in this but like if you ever see Ann Dowd and stuff look out for her because she's so fucking good okay
0: um she, uh, anyway, Anne Dowd's there, <laughs> and she says that she's recently lost somebody too, and she is doing this a uh, séance in order to like talk to this was like her son or something or her nephew. Yeah,
1: yep. She said she lost a son and a grandson, I think. Which, he, when you when you go back and watch this, knowing what you know, the ending is, you can see her totally fishing to make sure that Tony Collette is with her like she's yeah. like connected to her like you you can see like once Tony Collette loses interest in her she spouts out something that she knows she's gonna be like oh shit okay tell me more
0: yeah um and from here too you already know from the exposition dump that like her mother was diagnosed uh supposedly with dissociative identity disorder yeah. and schizophrenia mm-hmm. and um all throughout the movie you get like senses that like. Tony Collette's character is kind of seeing things that aren't really there. And even like a little bit of like the daughter before she passes has like little moments like that too. She's kind of just looking off and whatever. Yeah. And But I,
1: I I love the the actress that plays the daughter in this. I thought she was really good. Yeah. Especially for the thing like the small things that she throws in there, like knowing what the ending is. Like it's like She's really fucking good. Like, I know she has, like, a certain look to herself where she's not going to be, like, a leading lady by any sense. Uh-huh. But I want to see her in more shit because the small things she does in this, it's pretty chilling. Yeah. And really good considering what the whole story is. Yeah,
0: I thought she was really good. I think this is her first movie, too. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Tony Collette uh, goes to this seance or whatever, and because she's got this... Um, she may have, like, schizophrenia. You can't really tell if what is going on is all in her head yeah. or if she's actually seeing it. And I really like that idea played throughout the movie. It's like, yeah, this could be, like, a horror movie where the seance is happening and, like, the chalk is drawing on the board and everything. Mm-hmm. But what if she's just, like, seeing kind of what she wants to see through, like, because of, like, schizophrenia or whatever? Yeah. Whereas, like, if another person would, like, walk in on it, they're seeing nothing. And even, like, when she redoes, like, the seance at her house with her family, yeah. it's played off like the husband may not see it like they do. Mm-hmm. Because he just wants to put it to rest right away. Yeah. So, you can't tell if, like, what he's seeing is actually happening or he's, like, he thinks she's crazy and wants to put her, like, make her go to bed or whatever. Yeah. And this whole time I'm like, man, this is playing off really well because I can't tell which way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I was into this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until, okay, can I tell you the point where I was just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. It's the Bring point it where they go up into the attic and the husband sees the de- de- beheaded body upstairs. Well, she sees it first. I know, but I thought she could be seeing things. Okay. Like, oh my God, go up there to make sure I'm not fucking crazy yeah. or whatever. And he's like. Okay, I'll go upstairs, I'll see what he, blah, blah, blah. he goes up there, he's like, What the fuck? Yeah. There's a fucking dead body upstairs. What but, the fuck did you do? And they
1: do insinuate that it might be up there because there are there is like a scene where like the husband's
0: like, What's that smell? And it's like halfway through the movie. Yeah. And so he like automatically like blames Tony Collette's character for desecrating the grave of her mother to drag yeah. it upstairs. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking work
1: for one person to do. <laughs>
0: oh no shit. Um So I Like I The only reason I find that hard to believe Is like when Would she really have done that Because she was going to those meetings Yeah but she
1: didn't do it though
0: Okay It was the other people right Mm -hmm. Okay great
1: Yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's what that's what I that's what I gathered. Okay,
0: that makes more sense because like if they're just chilling all all, all around, then I, that makes a yeah. lot more sense.
1: I, I I I'm not I'm trying to stay as vague as possible because I kind of want your idea of what you think the whole movie was, and then I'll tell you what my idea of the whole movie was.
0: Okay. Um. Soon after this body is found, you find <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you find out that like. <laughs> That all the seance stuff was like a satanic-like cult where they worship this
1: Paimon, who who's supposed to be one of the sons of the devil. Yeah,
0: and he can only host himself in a son or a male. Well, he can body. host
1: himself in anybody, but he prefers a male because he sees himself as a male.
0: Um, and like I thought, that was kind of like a, just a weird detail that I guess. I I don't know. Anyway, that's not really important to me what I'm trying to say right now. Because then, like, the husband is, after he finds, like, the body upstairs, like, she's going crazy about this notebook and he, she wants to try to destroy it. But when she tried, like, she threw it in the fire and then, like, her sleeve caught on fire. And that, at that point, like, though, like, it's before the husband knows about the dead body. Yeah. And so you, I, I'm still thinking, like, oh, she's, she's nuts. She's just seeing that herself or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, the, she asks the husband to throw it into the fire, he doesn't, so she chucks in the fire, the husband lights up, Yeah. and, like, he burns to a crisp. <laughs> That's a pretty cool looking scene, though. Yeah, it's really like, it's well just, done.
1: This, this fully standing up man burning in front of
0: somebody, and she's horrified looking. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the yeah. look on her face is just absolute horror. And from this uh. point, I'm like, holy shit. Where is this fucking movie going? Because now it's like sprinting to the end yeah. with like fucking insanity. Yeah. Which I wouldn't have never seen come. And this
1: is after the the son who's seeing all sorts of shit, like freaked out in his class and like banged his head against the desk as hard as he could, breaking his own nose
0: and passing yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking it's, it's fucking not so shit. <laughs> He's, like, seeing, like, weird Donnie Darko ghost-type shit. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening Like, some weird
1: light reflections are, like,
0: kind of leading him in certain places. Yeah. So, (laughs) Jesus. Once uh, the husband burns to death, the son comes back home after he's, like, been knocked unconscious from, or whatever. He wakes up from, like, being knocked out. Yeah. And he's got his nose all up in a brace, and he's kind of walking around. And this is where it starts to get, like, the supernatural, creepy oh, God. type shit.
1: Especially the shit Tony Collette's doing in the background. Yeah, where which you like, don't
0: really even notice right yeah, away. Yeah, it's so silent the whole time. Um, Except there is, like, a funny... Like, I did chuckle and rewind it at one part. So, like, he wakes up in his room, and he's, like, walk, like kind of, like, looking around. And he, there's no <laughs> movement or whatever. And, and you spider see... Spider crawls! <laughs> yes! She <laughs> spider crawls across nothing yeah like so she's like kind of chilling up in a corner and you're like, what the fuck but you can't really see it yeah and then all of a sudden you see her like spider crawl not really on anything like behind him like what the fuck just happened so I rewind it there <laughs> yeah and like you can tell she's kind of like on wires or whatever because it looks like she be should be crawling across the wall yeah. But I don't think she is. She's just like <laughs> doggy paddling in the air pretty much. <laughs> and like goes goes out of the room. And so the son's like, what the fuck is going on yeah. here? And he ends up going downstairs, where then you see her like up in the fucking ceiling again and crawling across the room like that. And like that kind of shit like normally doesn't creep me out, but it did in this.
1: Yeah, and they but I think for me it worked because it's done so silently. Like there's not really like any music playing that's no, kind of like build like it up, like the tension. It's all atmospheric and it's all just like everything she does. It, there's no sound to what she's doing, it's all silent. Where it's like, geez, like there's something so supernatural about somebody moving and there's no sound at all. Where yeah. you're just like, it almost creeps you out more. Where you could be in a room and someone could be doing every movement in the board, every movement ever right behind you, and you
0: could not hear a fucking thing. Yeah, and then uh he doesn't he end up coming face to face with his mother eventually? She chases
1: him like he see he sees like the charred remains of his dad oh
0: yeah <laughs> and then and then she chases him up into the attic, which that also freaked me out too because like he bomb rushes to the attic. Goes upstairs and locks the attic door, and she's like crawling on the ceiling, bashing her head on the fucking attic oh, door or whatever. Oh fuck yeah! That fucking freaked me out. <laughs> she's like, scares... pull, like she's going like full
1: exorcist in this shit.
0: Yeah. And then upstairs there are like fucking this paimon worshippers, just these old ass fucking naked people. I, like it's creepy, but a part of me almost like that where so it's just like there's just people
1: scattered throughout the household that are just kind of like spectators for this terrible shit. Like, it's like, yeah. why would... like, And they're yeah. like smiling, like, cool. Like, like <laughs> yeah. no, this is terrible this shit. Is fucked up, and they're man. just naked, just watching, like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm watching history, guys.
0: Yeah. And so they scare the shit out of him were enough that he jumps out the attic window. No, he jumps out the window because his mom is sawing her own head off. Oh, yeah, I forgot with the <laughs> piano wire or yeah whatever. And, like, just, like, levitating, sawing her own head off. Jumps out the fucking window. I assume he dies? Does he die? Or is he kind of just, like, out of it? Well, they show
1: that the... Whatever the light thing is that he... Like, that was... That
0: ghost Yeah, that light thing
1: that keeps, like, showing itself every once in a while. Like, it shows
0: that it goes into him. Yeah. Well, so, anyway, he, like, jumps out the attic and, like, ends up... Coming back to life, or just standing up, or whatever, and sees like his mom's floating corpse, like go up into this treehouse, yeah, um, that is like on the property or whatever. So yeah. he like follows it all up there, where there's like a ton of other naked worshippers up there, yeah, with his beheaded mother and grandmother, yeah, just, like bowing, yeah, they're bowing to the
1: statue, or and, him even, yeah, yeah,
0: and then a crown goes on him and like they all start worshiping him because now he's like the reincarnated like paimon yeah
1: but they also kind of insinuate that he's charlie too the the daughter because uh and dowd shows back up and she's and she says don't worry charlie you're
0: paimon oh i must have missed that so anyway but then that's done the movie's done yep yeah, and then so what kinda... do you so? Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. No,
1: I, I was saying so. So, what do you think? What do you think happened? What What do you think the movie was? And then I'll I'll tell you what I think it
0: was. So, I think <laughs> I don't know what the movie was. <laughs> the I know the grandmother was a part of this cult because they lay that out in the movie. Yeah, and I think the whole thing was. To have this evil spirit come to Earth and somehow have him reincarnate somebody to have just bring it to life. I like I don't know, just like a reincarnation of this evil spirit. That's all I think the movie was really about. Yeah. Okay. But, but the only thing is like I didn't I'm glad I didn't see that coming at all in the movie, but at the same time, it's so different from where it starts. Yeah. That I'm like, I don't know if I like that huge juxtaposition in the movie or not. Okay, To me, it, I wasn't, by the time it got there, I wasn't looking for that. Yeah. To a resolution of what like was already kind of going on. Mm -hmm. It went completely like left of center. Okay. And I'm, and i i but i liked it but i think i would have liked it more if maybe it was in a she different she was just crazy movie. yeah <laughs> like i it was so much of a slow burn and then it was like a race to the end that i'm like i don't know if i appreciate that as much yeah go and uh, now you go
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do your thing um so I was befuddled by this movie when I first saw it, like, and um, I almost kind of felt the same way that I think you feel now the first time I saw it, uh-huh. where it was just, like, I was trying to think back to things to try and justify why things happened, and I just couldn't piece it together enough to really like it. Uh-huh. And the second time around, especially, I even, like, after I saw the movie, I went and, like, watched, like... YouTube videos even to try yeah. and like see like what so what do people think like what do they think happened happen? especially like ones that like they liked it yeah what what do they think happened and like a lot of the things that I I was like uh clinging to watching it the second time around were based off those YouTube videos but like I don't I don't like completely agree with like the things they said in that but uh-huh. an, it was enough of an explanation where I'm like, okay, I can kind of I can kind of piece together what I think the director was trying to get to with this and I like it a lot more the second time around than I did the first time. Okay. So, uh what I've pieced together was the um the grandmother is the wife of Paimon. Okay. And so we're the this demon's been passed down from generation to generation, mm-hmm. and the the husband like died unexpectedly. I can't remember what happened to him. I know that Tony Collette brings it up, but he died unexpectedly, and she, the the grandmother, is like the wife of of the demon. Like she didn't marry this man. She married Paimon when she married him. Cause they even like have like a scene where it's like she's dressed in a wedding gown where they're like raining coins on her in that photo album or whatever. Uh Like, it's like some kind of ceremony or whatever. So, like, after he died, she kept, like, badgering Tony Collette to have children Mm -hmm. because she didn't want to have children, which explains why she was a bad mother Mm because she was like, I just don't want to have kids. And the grandmother keeps pestering her to have kids. So she finally has a son, which Paimon is more towards men right but then she was like she's so she hates her her mom so much that she doesn't he's she doesn't let him near her uh huh and then she has a daughter and then she keeps badgering him. So she's like here take my daughter then yeah so then daughter becomes the rightful heir to being Paimon okay that's why his name's Charlie cuz the mom named her. Okay. Like he she he wants to be a son so bad that even if he's going <laughs> to be in a in a woman, it's going to be a woman with a man's name. Okay. So she's going to be the rightful heir to Paimon. So when the the grandma dies who was the like the host for him up until when he was going to pass on, He came in the form of a pigeon. That's why the pigeon ran into the door, into the window, and she cut the head off. Okay. Because the only way for Paimon to leave a body is if the head gets cut off. Okay. That's why the grandma's head's cut off, and that's why she cuts the pigeon's head off, and that's why Tony Collette cuts her head off at the end. Okay. So she cuts the head off, and then uh, they even have, like, an article in the book that Tony Collette reads where it says... In order, someone has to be at their most vulnerable in order for Paimon to uh, possess them. Uh huh. Which, uh, and, um, so that's why, like, that's why I'm, like, I'm wondering, like, whether or not the whole, like, thing at the end was the actually nut based or if it was him trying to possess her. Because there's a lot of, like, weird instances in the movie where, like, people are, like, kind of, like, choking and they do weird stuff, and then it just kind of ends, where it feels like, I think that's when, like, Paimon, like, tries to, like, make his big break, and it doesn't happen, so then he, like, bails. Okay. There's even, like, a scene in there, like, a weird scene in there where, like, after the sister dies, where he's just kind of stirring off in the distance, and then he gets, like, this weird choking spell, Uh and then it ends, and then even when, like, he's, like, in the classroom, and he bangs his head on the desk, like, he's got his hand raised and he's like kind of, kind of having a seizure and he's doing that choking there too yeah. i think every time someone has like a weird choking spell that's paimon trying to possess them to see if he can get in but then he can't so then he bails real quick okay so uh so yeah and i think the whole uh instance where she gets beheaded I think was set up by Paimon because even when he's driving to the party, they zoom in on that pole and they show his emblem on it.
0: Right. So I think
1: I think that's where it's like the whole plan was for him to be in Charlie from now on. But then he just kind of like makes an audible where he's like, No, fuck that. I want the sun. Okay. So then he sets the pole up so that and then he sets up all the scenarios so that he can behead her and then he can get back out and then Go and possess the son. Because I think he's still linked to her in some way, but he's not fully possessed her yet. Okay.
0: So does like does he need a physical body to do all of these things? I
1: don't think so, because I think he's... When uh, Ann Dowd brings uh, Tony Collette over, he's in the chalkboard, and then he gets it so that she can put him in the notebook that uh, Charlie... because that's the whole seance thing like she she pushes her to do the seance at her house so that she he can put paimon in the notebook and makes him
0: more readily available to the family so he can fuck with them more okay the the only thing is like the beheading scene was kind of cool yeah but like it seems like i'm not doubting your whole theory because i think it all lines up yeah it just like to behead this girl seems pretty a convoluted plan to do so. Like more so even than like it's not as supernatural, really, whereas like Tony Collette is like beheading herself as like she's floating in the air. Yeah. Uh, I'm
1: I'm thinking like my whole idea was that because Charlie was the only sibling that the grand the grandmother was readily available to, that they did like a whole bunch of like Shit with her, to get it so that she can be, that her soul is the only thing readily available to be possessed by Paimon. Okay. And then, like after a while, Paimon was like, "No, nah, fuck her. I don't want her. I want the sun." So then, in order to possess the sun, Charlie has to possess the sun too. That's why Anne Dowd calls her calls the sun Charlie at the end. Okay. Because he can only possess Charlie, but Charlie has to possess the son in order for him to possess the son. Jesus. Right. yeah, It is convoluted as fuck. <laughs> but, like, uh, even down to, like, the thing that I hated the most when I saw the first one was the whole scene when uh, Tony Collette tries to toss the diary in and she catches on fire, but then when she tosses it in again, the husband catches on fire. Uh-huh. And then the second, this time around... I liked it because um, I came to the conclusion that when they, in the uh, book that she reads where it says that Paimon can only possess the most vulnerable, Uh that means you pretty much have have to lose the will to live in order for Paimon to possess you. Uh Uh-huh. So when Tony Collette tosses the diary in, which is what Paimon is in at that point, he sets her on fire so that she pulls it out so she saves her own life. Uh Uh-huh. But then when she tosses it in again, then the husband is in her, is like there in the room, so he sets him completely on fire. It's like a, it's like a blitz in a fucking football where it's like, uh-huh. this is all or nothing. I'm going to set this dude on fire. <laughs> if this doesn't lo- make her lose the will to live, nothing will, and then I'll just die. Uh-huh. But he does it. She sees her her husband burning in front of her. She loses the will to live. Then he can possess her, and now he's still alive. Okay. And that's when, when he jumps out the window, when the sun jumps out the window, he loses the will to live, so he can possess him.
0: Damn, like, that's his I, whole thing. It's too late, and I am too drunk. Yeah, to like fucking even go <laughs> on about this.
1: It's convoluted, but I, I I liked it the second time around. Even I I appreciate it because there's a scene like not even five minutes in where the sun is sitting in on a class. And they lay it almost completely out for you whether or not you're going to like this movie because the the professor has this lecture about some Greek story. I can't remember what it is, but it's like this story about this family that's being pushed by this outside force. And then he asks the class, like, do you think this is an effective – do you think this is effective or not in the plot? And they legit have the two viewpoints where, like, one guy's like, no, I don't think it's effective because you can't really feel for the family if they're being – Pushed by an outside force, and then someone else is like says, "No, it makes them more sympathetic because they have no control over their own free will." Mm. So it's like depending on which student you agree with depends on whether or not you like this movie. <laughs> okay. So I I like that that he threw that in there where it's like, if you agree with this student, you're gonna fucking hate this movie. If you agree with this student, you're gonna like it. Okay. And I I, I thought that was really interesting.
0: Okay. Well, all in all, I didn't end up hating this movie. Okay. But I do, I probably do feel like how you felt the first time you did see it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's probably still where I'm at. Yeah. I don't know what that ranking is <laughs> for you, but I'm, along with that and, like, the odd juxtaposition of, like, because it does go batshit insane at the end. Yeah. Where I feel like, just personally, in my opinion, I don't think it like fits with what was set up that I expected to be set up in the movie. Yeah. Maybe on a second viewing, my my opinion will change. Mm-hmm. But I'd probably give it maybe uh, I don't know a C plus. Okay. C plus.
1: No, yeah. that's good. I'd give it about a B plus. Okay. Like I. There's still some some things in that rub me the wrong way. Where it's like I still can't get over the whole. The fact that you're a mother and you know that your daughter has this, this violent reaction to nuts, and you're still like, God. like, no, we don't need it. we don't need a fucking EpiPen or we don't need anything to make sure that if my daughter dies, if my daughter's on the verge of death, I have this one thing to keep her alive. Yeah, I can't see a parent being like, eh, fuck it, let's not have it today. <laughs> Especially if she's gonna go outside of the house without her, and they even like. She's even putting herself in situations where she's like, is that that nuts in it? Well, I don't know if that has nuts in it. Let's we better do this. Like no. You <laughs> if you cared about your, your kids, you would at least have it in the back of your mind that I need this EpiPen.
0: Well, being a father, I feel like that's an odd hill to want to die on. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if
1: it's something that where it's like your if your kid's life is on the line. Listen. You would keep it in mind. Shit happens. All, fair, right. all right. Fair enough. I'm not. I'm not a parent.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hereditary. Yeah. I really wish Dinosaur Neil wasn't such a prick and was. I know. Able to I really want to his
1: this. take on this. I really. I'm really curious what he thought of it.
0: I keep trying to see if he responded to our uh, comments. God
1: dude. damn it! Uh, I know. I'm really curious what he thought
0: of this. Oh well. Guess we'll never know.
1: We'll never, ever know. Uh, we're going to kill him before any- he tells anybody anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, if you want to let us know, JT, what you thought of Hereditary, where can they do that? Find me
1: at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. Also Bucky for on Instagram. And hit hey, we're Bucky for everyone on Snapchat. Troy.
0: You can uh, chat with me about Hereditary at Max on Twitter. You can, tra- you can chat with us both. A Review Review Pod. Uh, you can listen to this on Facebook so you can start a conversation there if you would like. Uh, people have done that in the past and we've responded aptly. Yes. <laughs> if you're listening to a show right now, you're doing something correct, but you can listen to a show of ours on a multitude of platforms. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on everything, babe. So. Uh, hit us up there. And if you want to write into the show, you can do so at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Yeah. What's coming up on Thursday, JT? Join
1: us next week when we do our we'll later winner week. later this week. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot it's Monday.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, it is. It's Monday today. It's Monday.
1: Join us later in the week when we cover the winner. Of our horror poll when we do the 2004 remake of Dawn of the
0: Dead. Spooky.
1: I talked to Molly Pop about this earlier today. She said this is one of her favorite movies.
0: Oh, my.
1: When she was growing up. Oh, okay. (laughs) So it's like she fucking loves this.
0: I haven't seen this in probably 10 years, maybe?
1: It's a pretty iconic film. I think it's the one. I think it's the movie that really sparked the whole zombie craze. I
0: agree. So. We'll get into that. And Zack
1: Snyder directed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that all up on Thursday. It's going to
1: be an interesting watch, I think.
0: I think so. I really think season and the Witch would have been a, maybe a more interesting conversation. Well, Troy,
1: it, it was dead last in the poll, so be well, happy. Well, I
0: just wanted to throw my opinion there because it was my pick. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway. It uh, was dead fucking last, Troy. You happy? Fuck all you listeners. You don't know what's good. You want to watch Beer Fest, you fucks. <laughs> You motherfuckers want to watch Beer Fest! Anyway, uh, so join us on Thursday. We'll get into that, and then we'll do some more uh, spooky stuff to end Ew. out the end of October. Oh, yeah. But until then, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am GG3K. And we are off!